it's okay, right? <laughs> you still like us, everybody who's yeah. listening? <laughs> Welcome to I Tell My Husband the News. I'm Shannon Ray Green, a journalist at USA Today. Each week, I catch my husband up on all the stories he may have missed. He doesn't really like to read or watch the news, so I'm pretty much his sole news source. It's a big responsibility. My husband, Dusty Terrell, is a local comedian in the Washington, D.C. area. Thanks for being here, Dusty. Thanks for having me, Shannon. Hey, honey. Hey, Shannon. How are you doing? Good. Did you have a nice weekend? I did have a great weekend. We went to Boston. It was delightful. The weather was perfect. It was nice to celebrate the autumnal equinox in beautiful Boston. Because it's officially fall now, today. Yeah, that's just a fancy way of saying it's fall. Yep. I miss summer. Yeah, R.I.P. Summer. You were beautiful. But, you know, there's there's fun things about fall. Too much pumpkin. <laughs> I'm over it. Are you only going to list the negatives about fall? Yeah. What's a good thing? Try to dig deep and figure out a good thing about fall. I can't think of one. Not even one thing. I mean, without fall, there'd be no fantasy football. It's cold and pumpkin is everywhere. I guess I like football. You like football. We all know. That's the main thing I can think of. (laughs) Might be it. It's just hard because I read this story about fall recently that the writer was arguing... It's the only season where what comes next is more terrible. But when you're in winter, spring is coming, and you can look forward to spring. What about when you're in summer? You just focus on being in summer? You don't look to... Well, I guess they're saying fall is nice because it's a little bit of a break from the heat. When you're in fall, you can't be like, oh, I can't wait for what comes next. You'd be excited about Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for Christmas. Yeah, me too. And my birthday is in fall. That's, that's right. a good thing. Yeah, that's a great reason to like fall because your birthday is in fall. If you want to send me a birthday present, <laughs> it's in October. You can send board games to USA Today in Here's... Tyson's Corner, Virginia. Uh, we don't actually expect that, number one. Yeah, but if you want to, just write um... on CO Dusty Terrell. Birthday gift board game. Yeah, I mean, that would get to me at USA Today, I bet, even though you don't work there. Here's a more reasonable thing you can do for Dusty, even though it's not his birthday month even. He's really expecting a lot here, I think. He's just like, it's my season. You should celebrate me. Well, you could wait till October 18th to do it. (laughs) You can go to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher.com and... Give us a review. That's also a good birthday yeah. present. Yeah. We don't we didn't have any this past week. And that's okay. But we like to make plugs for it with every podcast because it really does help more people find the show. You know what else we probably don't say often enough, Shannon? What's that? If you if you don't subscribe to our podcast, go ahead and hit that subscribe button yeah. too. I think that's a good thing to do. And then yeah. you'll get notified and automatically download or whatever your settings are i don't know how it works yeah but it'll happen once a week when we come out on mondays so we're much obliged subscribe write a five-star review we super appreciate it yep 
You can always contact us over Twitter. I'm at Shannon Ray Green. And I'm at Dusty Terrell. And you can email us at I tell my husband the news at usatoday.com. A Florida man plans to make Major League Baseball history using his 53-year-old trumpet. This was written by my colleague David Dorsey for the Fort Myers News Press, which is part of the USA Today network. Jim Debke cradled the brass trumpet while sitting behind home plate in the Marlins Park stands, reflecting upon an 11-year journey in which he will have performed the national anthem at all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Debke's rendition of the anthem clocks in at about 56 seconds. After years of planning, pleading, and submitting audition clips to each of the 30 teams, he got in the door for what has combined to be about a half hour of playing. Stepke said last Tuesday after playing for the Marlins in front of the Miami Jackson High School Junior ROTC Color Guard, quote, there's a lot of time that goes on behind the scenes, and there's a lot of waiting, but once you go out there and play, it's over pretty fast, unquote. He's from Waukesha, Wisconsin, and has played in the heat and the cold. He's played indoors and outdoors. He's played in front of crowds as small as 7,215 at Marlins Park and as large as 43,732 on July 13th at Citizen Bank Park in Philadelphia. Oh, say has he played. He completed his quest to play at 30 Major League Baseball stadiums early last Thursday afternoon at SunTrust Park in Atlanta. He's played in front of announced crowds of more than 800,000 paying fans, minus those stuck in traffic or unable to witness the military-style spectacle. Depke's quest began with a letter of recommendation from former MLB Commissioner Bud Selig. It ends with attention from current Commissioner Robert Manfred. Manfred said, quote, Our sport is fortunate to have many great traditions that result from the talents of loyal fans. We appreciate Jim's dedication and commitment to sharing his skills with fans at all 30 ballparks, unquote. The MLB could not confirm Depke being the first person to perform the anthem at all 30 ballparks. But because MLB does not track anthem performers, it could not deny the feat either. With SunTrust Park being just two years old, Depke is most certainly the first anthem performer to hit all 30 current ballparks. In Miami, the person who booked the anthem told Dubke, quote, maybe next year, unquote, for about six consecutive seasons. Then in December, Sergio Ziquez took on the director of game entertainment role and finally booked Dubke. The New York Yankees use a pre-recorded anthem for all but about a dozen of their 81 home games each season, which made for a longer-than-usual wait there. And the Atlanta Braves usually limit their performances to corporate suite holders, other than a handful of exceptions each season. None of the hurdles, however, were greater than with the Los Angeles Angels. The team has a strict no-instrumentalist policy. The president of Pittsburgh Pirates intervened. He contacted his counterpart there. During a West Coast swing in June in which Dupke played before the Giants, Dodgers, and Padres, the Angels allowed Dupke inside their ballpark to play the anthem at Angels Stadium while the team played on the road. A man upstairs in a booth stuck his head out of a window and clapped and hooted and hollered after the performance, his cheers reverberating throughout the otherwise empty ballpark. Dupke had an audience of about four, including his wife Liz, who has accompanied him to all but one of the performances. She traveled as far as Safeco Field in Seattle in 2013 and as near as Tropicana Field in St. Petersburg in 2011. She only missed the White Sox anthem in 2017. Depke said, quote, the California trip covering four stadiums really felt like the project was rounding third and heading for a home, unquote. As he walked off the field at Dodger Stadium on June 17th, retired manager Tommy Lasorda said goodbye and told him, 
quote, that was a Hall of Fame anthem, unquote. Dupke said that he was really on cloud nine. Dupke, who was 67, grew up playing the trumpet. He has a Bach Stradivarius, which cost about $400 when he received it more than 50 years ago. Considered antiques, they go for more than $2,200 these days. His father, World War II veteran Howard Schwartz Dupke, witnessed many of his son's anthems at Milwaukee Brewers games, including at his 100th birthday in 2015. He died earlier this year, at age 103. His father's military service inspired Dupke to perform the anthem as well as taps at military funerals and occasions such as Memorial and Veterans Day. On the eve of the 18th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks while in Miami, Dupke had that in mind for inspiration as well. Dupke has a vast background in music, having attended summer music camp at Northwestern University for three of his high school years. He also took lessons from the lead player with the Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra. He graduated from the University of Kansas, where he returns almost annually to play at Allen Fieldhouse for basketball games. He taught music in Wisconsin at elementary and high schools for 33 years. In the early 2000s, Dupke began bringing a bugle to Brewers games. He played rally cries for fans in the buckethead section overlooking the outfield. Alita Mercer took notice. As Milwaukee's director of broadcasting and at the time entertainment, booking anthem performers fell under her responsibilities. Mercer said, quote, when he was director of a local high school band, the band was incredible. And that was largely due to Jim's direction, unquote. Mercer encouraged Dupke to play the anthem himself. She said, quote, he knew music. He knew how to keep the kids in mind, but he knew how to present the anthem in a fine way, unquote. After the Dupkees moved to a stereo, in Florida in 2008. He became a part of the local sports scene, performing at FGCU sporting events, Fort Myers Miracle Games, the City of Palms Classic High School Basketball Tournament, and spring training games for the Boston Red Sox and Minnesota Twins. He has played the anthem at all but two of the spring training ballparks, the New Cubs and Braves stadiums. In 2008, Dupke set the goal to perform at every big league ballpark, setting up anthemacrossamerica.org. Although he's already played numerous times for the Brewers, he considered Fenway Park the first of his quest, May 17, 2008. A family friend had connections to Red Sox chairman Tom Werner, who pulled a few strings. This taught Dupke that it's not just what you know, but who you know. Dupke said, quote, Back in the early part of this project, it felt like the task was going to be insurmountable. Actually booking, traveling to, and playing 30 stadiums. At first, there were just two, then one, then three, then back to one a year, unquote. In 2015, Dupke failed to book any anthems at all. He played three in each of 2016, Twins, Indians, Reds, and 2017, White Sox, Rangers, Astros. He said, quote, then in 2018, momentum took over with four anthems. And this year, the floodgates burst with 10 anthems. I'm enjoying this ride, unquote. FGCU Athletic Director Ken Cavanaugh helped Dupke book performances at Wrigley Field and Yankee Stadium this year, relying on some of his personal connections there. Cavanaugh said, His anthem across America has been awesome. How cool is that? It's six degrees of separation in athletics. Some of the folks I knew were able to step in and help. I think it's a win-win because when they hear his ability, it's a nice opportunity for the national anthem. I've been here 10 years now, and all during that time frame, he's done our games. He's part of the original core. Jim is a very recognizable talent now. He's a bulldog. He probably wouldn't be able to be where he's at if he weren't persistent. He has that tenacity and the ability to play that trumpet as well as he does. It's neat for Southwest Florida to have his talent representing us, unquote. The penultimate and final performances brought the project full circle for Dupke. His hometown Brewers played at the Marlins last Tuesday. 
Depke chatted with John Council, a Fort Myers resident and father of Brewers manager Craig Council, during the game. Jim's father and Craig's father knew each other during their time as Milwaukee Civic Group volunteers. Jim Dupke began his quest at baseball's oldest ballpark. He is slated to finish it at the sport's newest. As he prepared to pack his trumpet into its black bag and leave Marlins Park, preparing for one final and historical performance in Atlanta, he marveled at the brass. Dupke said of the trumpet, quote, I've thought about buying a new one, but why? Then he answered his own question, a somewhat rhetorical one. Quote, it plays great. After 53 years, it's basically a part of me, unquote. Got a 20-year-old saxophone. <laughs> I have been thinking about whether you're ever going to pull out that saxophone. Should I tour around to each ballpark playing uh, the national anthem? Do you even know how to play the national anthem on the sax? No, I don't think I do. Not, at well, least if I did at one point, I don't anymore. I think first things first. Mm-hmm. Learn how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a good project for you. Learn how to play oh, wait. the national anthem on oh, the wait. saxophone. Can I take that back because I live here where you would practice? Good. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I agree. I don't want to. But I'd encourage you to learn stuff and if you were excited about it. I'm not. Yeah. I know my husband well. <laughs> I don't want to have to go to all those baseball games, too. <laughs> yeah, we're not really... I mean, I, I fear that saying this out loud might make us lose a lot of people who like us. We're not really hugely into sports. Yeah, we're not big sports people, especially baseball. But, but it's, it's fun to go to games like in yeah. person. But uh, Yeah, I was about to say that too. It's always fun to go to games. Yeah. But if you asked me who's the best team in the MLB right now, I'd say I don't know. <laughs> Not a clue. Yeah, I don't really have a clue either. Uh, That's okay, right? <laughs> you still like us, everybody yeah. who's listening? <laughs> How soon do you think your saxophone's going to hit 50 years? I think it's about 20 years old now, so another 30, 33 years. And Better hold on to but it. But then his will be 86, and <laughs> yeah. that'll be more impressive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's amazing. I think it's a lovely quest the washington monument has reopened after a three-year renovation of its elevator and security area this was written by my colleague jamie deerwester she writes the washington monument is now welcoming tourists after three long years the national park service announced last friday that the 555 foot marble obelisk honoring america's first president has reopened. As of September 19th at 9 a.m., the monument will be open daily from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. The tallest structure in Washington, the monument has been closed to the public since 2016. During that time, construction crews updated its elevator system and built a new security screening facility. Same-day tour tickets for visits between September 19th and October 18th will be available on a first-come, first-served basis starting at 9 a.m. To obtain tickets, visit the Washington Monument Lodge at 15th Street between Madison Drive Northwest and Jefferson Drive Southwest. For tours beyond October 19th, you can reserve tickets at www.recreation.gov, beginning October 10th at 10 a.m. Despite being out of commission, the monument still played a role in the Capitol's observation of the 50th anniversary of the moon landing in July. Footage of the Apollo 11 mission was projected onto its facade at nightfall. I don't think I'm that excited about it being reopened, Shannon. I feel like we're going to get 
out-of-town visitors wanting us to take them there. And <laughs> I'll have to get up early so they can get in line to get tickets. And then we've been up there. I'm, I've been up there once, I think, since we moved here. Since we moved here, I think I've been there once. And it's fine. It's good. Yeah. You get to look out of a little... Little tiny window. Little tiny window pane. Yeah. It is pretty. I definitely don't think I need to do it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how many people go up there. I don't remember my elevator experience being a bad one when I when I went. This is probably eight years ago or so. Who so. needs repairs? Yeah. It's probably <laughs> fine. And last today, we've got the lightning fast headline roundup. Does Dusty care about these stories in the slightest? Here we go. Emmy's 2019 stars looks from the red carpet. How's this look, Shannon? Does it convey my disinterest? Harry and Meghan visit Africa. See photos. Who are Harry and Meghan? The prince. Don't care. Vertical towers are changing farming forever. Pretty sure farming has more to do with planting stuff in the ground and not building towers, but whatever. (laughs) Happy birthday, Bruce Springsteen. The boss through the decades. He just turned 70, Dusty. If you ever get a chance to see Bruce Springsteen live in concert, he certainly does not look like he's 70 when he's up on that stage. I agree entirely. 10 authentic Oktoberfests in the United States. Let's go to nine. (laughs) (laughs) Apple iPhone 11 Pro camera is awesome at night. I I don't have enough money to buy one of those, Shannon. (laughs) Get out your wallet. Tech buying season is here. My wallet is staying firmly (laughs) comfortable in my pocket. If Fitbit sells, who will be tracking your steps? They don't track it now, so (laughs) no one still? (laughs) Spotify is going all in on country music. I wouldn't. (laughs) Next week on I Tell My Husband the News. Well, I don't know. It hasn't happened yet. That's why it's called the news. (laughs) I Tell My Husband the News is part of the USA Today podcast network. New episodes come out every Monday. If you want to check out other podcasts from all across the USA Today network, just go to podcast.usatoday.com or find them wherever you listen to podcasts like Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.